0: Poso maoni wēk, whānau ni kitanini moa aiho skipeataia posnautaman aiho M I T W podcast a pispipeataia posnapi nautaman nei he seki māka aiho so mātāme nei hokihi.
1: Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your host, Gary Dodge.
0: And Sheena Wapus. On this special 4th of July episode, we are, as usual, joined by guest Vaughn Bowles. And he is the public information officer for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. And he is here to answer some of our COVID-19 questions. Hi, Vaughn.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Um, this weekend uh, a lot of people are going to be celebrating fourth of july what are some things that people should be aware of um going into the holiday
1: so some of the things that you know people should know right up front is that a lot of the major shows that are normally put on are canceled this year due to covid um if they if someone is planning to go to you know a larger show that that is still in progress um you know just be aware of how many people you that might be there um, also consider uh, if it's possible uh, to social distance while you're at the event. Um, it's not always the case. So you might want to consider just having a smaller family gathering this year. It might be something that might be a safer bet for you this year. Okay. And then um, should tribal members or tribal employees participate in 4th of July activities like firework shows or um, cookouts or stuff like that? You know, that's that's really a personal call um, since it's their personal time Um, you know something they should consider though is you know how old are the family members they'll be interacting with or the people they will be coming into contact with Um, one of the things that we should be looking at or or thinking about is you know are you gonna have direct contact with someone that's had COVID-19 you know during this time period so direct contact just a reminder: it's it's within six feet of someone for over ten minutes. Um, it's uh, usually when the person uh, is not wearing a mask significantly increases the risk for it. Um, also, you know, has that person had uh, any sort of symptoms relating to COVID? Those are those are things that people definitely need to keep in mind on you know whether they're going to spend time in groups that they don't live with. So.
0: Um, I know, Vaughn, for my family, a tradition that we have is that we go camping every 4th of July. Um, So do you have any tips for people who may be doing something like that?
1: Yeah, so the CDC actually has a whole website now regarding camping and camping safety. Uh, It's not necessarily all COVID-related, but they they do have good recommendations and reminders. Um, Something I hadn't thought about until I went back and looked at at that was uh one of the things they recommend before going camping this summer is to get vaccinated and i was like vaccinated why would you need to go get vaccinated for camping well um one of the things you might want to have up to date just in case is like your tetanus shot Um, some things also that are out there in the environment uh pretty ubiquitously Are things like pertussis, which is whooping cough, um, and meningitis, and hepatitis A. So I I was kind of shocked by that um, and thought that might be a good thing for everyone to think about prior to going out, uh, you know, wandering into the woods. Um, they also recommend uh, good food safety and food handling techniques. Um, you know, making sure your food's in, you know, watertight containers or waterproof containers. Um, keeping, you know, foods like meats insulated and cool when they're not being either cooked or eaten. Um, you know, if sanitation isn't available, take hand sanitizer with you. Uh, and also, you know, don't store raw foods with cooked foods um, and, you know, cool your food as promptly as possible. Uh, when you're when you're not eating it. Also, if you're gonna be engaging in you know boating or canoeing, kayaking, whatever, you know, take the appropriate gear, have life jackets for everyone, sturdy shoes. Um, if you're gonna do hiking or something more adventurous, make sure you take a helmet if the, that's needed. Make sure all your gear is is in in good shape and can keep you safe. Um, also a reminder, you know, watch kids um, and don't approach wild animals. Again, they carry diseases that can be fun and exciting, like rabies, um, uh, among other things. Uh, I know you'll want to check yourself for ticks. That's, that's a big thing this time of year. Uh, and they carry Lyme disease, which I hear is not a lot of fun to contract.
0: I, I've i had Lyme disease, and yeah, I'm just going to tell you, um, don't try to avoid it. <laughs> it's, it's really not fun. Nothing is going to ruin your summer more than that.
1: Can you tell me what it's like? I actually never had it
0: um well it's, it, it was weird because it started I didn't have like the typical bullseye kind of rash thing I had a rash where it bit me but it wasn't like that bullseye pattern so they weren't sure but then uh, they tested me and it came up positive so I didn't feel anything really like physically any kind of symptoms for a couple weeks actually and oh. then I just got extremely tired. Like really, I can't even, never been more tired in my life. Like the only thing I could do was basically like get up and shower. And that wow. was like my day. <laughs> and and the medication was pretty not fun either.
1: Yeah. All right. There you go, everyone. Don't get Lyme disease. Don't
0: get Lyme disease. disease. Long story short, don't get Lyme disease. Yeah,
1: don't get Lyme disease. <laughs> All right. Um, something else uh, to keep in mind is carbon monoxide poisoning. Don't use you know fuel burning stoves inside of your tent or your camper or your car, or you know don't use charcoal grills. Anything that um, has combustion, uh, don't use that because it'll use up the oxygen. And carbon monoxide poisoning uh, is something that actually occurs without you really knowing. It's kind of odd that way. Uh, also. Um, You know, wear sunscreen, protect yourself from, you know, heat stroke and things. Make sure you pack plenty of clean water you can drink. Uh, Your sunscreen, again, should be at least SPF 15 or more. Uh, And then if it is hot, you know, rest in the shade uh, and avoid things like heat stroke and overexertion.
0: Um, So one of the things that I thought was interesting that I've seen around floating on the interwebs, um is people presenting these cards that kind of look very official looking saying hey because of the ada i don't have to wear a mask even if you're going into a place where it's like policy that you wear a mask there you know what i mean like a store or whatever is there what what's the deal with that so
1: that isn't exactly the safest recommendation um if you do look at the recommendations out there from accredited bodies um, the CDC does make some exceptions for for mask usage Um, but it's really limited it's people under two years old or anyone that might have difficulty um, putting on or taking off a mask by themselves Um, additionally they also caution using a mask if you have any sort of uh, serious breathing um, issues or like severe asthma or, or various uh, types of respiratory issues other than that if you're in public um, it is helpful for you to wear a mask regardless of, of where you're going or or who you're coming into contact with so that might not be the the best piece of advice out there um, and caution is always recommended that that does include masks at this point
0: I did see um, actually I think maybe two or three posts now on social media of um, people showing their oxygen levels while they're wearing the masks so they can show people like you are still getting enough oxy like you're gonna be fine
1: (laughs) in in most cases you'll be perfectly fine if you're using a mask Mm -hmm. make it a style thing if you want get Mm -hmm. fun colors or something
0: i've seen some pretty crazy patterns out there um okay so speaking of masks what is the best material to make make masks out of
1: so if you're just making them right now it's recommended um, to just use regular cotton materials. Uh, it washes well. It can be um, a tight weave. Um, if you're making them, the CDC says you can use a t-shirt if you want. Uh, they recommend double layering it though. Um, and part of the reason for that is you can actually slide in additional filters if you want if you double layer it. Um, but just cotton it doesn't need to be anything you know super fancy or special or order it out of you know the internet or something like that.
0: Speaking of filters, um, I had seen like people talking about using vacuum bags because they're like the HEPA filter or whatever. Is there any truth to that?
1: You know, I've I've seen a little bit of that. I don't know how good it is at Mm -hmm. this point. They haven't (laughs) done a ton of tests on that. Right, Uh, yeah. But they, they do say that additional layering does help, you know, stop particulates from escaping the mask. And so it could be helpful at this point. I don't know. Statistically, how hopeless so. <laughs> It's
0: hard to say, huh? Yeah. OK. And then my last question for you was, um, Is can you get the virus from touching your mail or packages? Like, Should we be cleaning our packages and being really careful about that, or what's the deal with that?
1: OK, the short answer is yes. Um, now you're going to get the long answer. Sorry. If you don't want it, you can cut away now and just skip ahead. Um, so they've, they've done a lot of studies now and they, they have more data about how long the virus stays viable on surfaces um, and it's it's kind of a range um, and so with things like regular paper mail uh, it looks like it can live on mail up to five days it's a long time i know for a while um, washington state was having issues with um, covid positive uh, mail carriers and you know sorters uh, distributing mail um, I, th- I believe they've got that under control. I haven't heard too much more about it. But um, one thing you can do with your mail is you could actually um, leave it out in the sun. Uh, UV rays have been proven to um, essentially kill the, the virus uh, within, you know, five to ten minutes or less oh, wow. um, okay. given uh, the different situations. Uh, if you really want to be proactive about it, you could use different types of disinfectants. Um any sort of alcohol solution that has at least 70% alcohol, uh, hydrogen peroxide or bleach uh, in concentrations of 0.5% like uh, for the hydrogen peroxide and 0.01% 0. Uh, 0. for the bleach. Um, if you're making your own bleach solutions, that equates to about 4 teaspoons of bleach per quart of water if you're going to mix it up on your own time. Um, also, you, uh, there are UV wands out there. They have the same frequency of light that uh, the sun has uh, that destroys, you know, the virus. Uh, they don't recommend using those on the skin though, because those are some of the frequencies that can cause cancer. So, avoid using any sort of UV sterilization process on yourself. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: the, the, that's not good for the skin. Yeah. So um, then,
1: the, sorry. Oh, go go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well. In addition to that, they found they found that cardboard. Um, is a little less of a breeding ground or repository for for COVID virus. And the virus usually only stays active for about 24 hours on cardboard. Um, They've found that things like copper and aluminum, um, copper, it only stays active for about four hours. Aluminum, it's a range of uh, two to eight hours. Um, But then if you have something that's like stainless steel or plastic, it can be viable for two to three days. Wood, it can stay on there for four days, um, and then most other metals, glass and ceramics, so things like, you know, plates and dishes and, and mirrors and stuff, um, it can be viable for about five days. So, you know, clean regularly and you should be fine.
0: I was just going to say before that the UV one thing, I've seen phone things now too where, like, you, you can put your phone in there and it has the UV light and it'll, like, sanitize your phone for you. Oh,
1: really? Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, I've seen those. It,
0: yeah that's pretty cool so um did you have any final messages for people going into the weekend fourth of july weekend
1: you know if you're gonna go out and be among groups you might want to consider going to some of the areas where there's less covid uh present in in the population um maybe not shauna directly maybe some of the smaller communities around here if you think you've been exposed um don't rush to the clinic first thing uh... that that can cause immense problems and you know we don't want to contaminate that facility um, if you feel you're exposed please call the the clinic and talk to fay dodge uh... she's the RN that's that's uh, in charge of our, our screening process there uh... she can be reached at 715-799-5440 um, and then she'll help you set up uh, testing that'll take place like we've mentioned before, uh, four days after you think you've been exposed because that's how long it takes for the virus to build up in your body and be noticed on tests. So please just be safe, have fun, you know, celebrate America's independence um, and have a good time. Thanks, Vaughn. Why Wannon, for listening to the Menominee Indian of Wisconsin podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. Uh, we are doing weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19, please send them into us via email at podcast at MITW.org.